In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're going to have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. All right. We have a really fun, I think, episode for you guys. When we do our mentorship group, we talk to them about 10 different mindset anchors that can kind of hold us back in our business, in our career, kind of wherever you're at. These can be really big challenges for us and really get in the way of of progressing the way that we want. And one that we wanted to address a little bit more directly today is the fear of criticism. Nicole, the fear of criticism. Fear of criticism is something that kind of sucks to be a victim of, quite honestly. And we've all been there in some ways. And I feel that when you have this fear, it stops you from doing the things that you want or need to be doing. And sometimes it's warranted and and, and most of the time it's not. And so we're going to go over some of the ways that this might manifest in your own life and in a business if you're a business owner, but also if you are a clinician, there are different ways that this can come about in the way that you treat, in the way that you communicate. And I think it's a really important thing to address as we kind of move into December and then moving into like new year, new you type things. Yeah. I I think one of my favorite quotes was Aristotle's. There's a really easy way, actually, frankly, guys, if you guys want to avoid criticism, Aristotle figured this out like 2,500 years ago, do nothing, say nothing and be nothing. That's it. That's all you have to do to avoid criticism. So this is where, right, that inevitably leads. If we're being like pulled away from that, then we're not going to do those different things that we want. And we're afraid of being criticized by our boss, by our patients, by colleagues, by people who are out there, you know, especially as business owners, like you put yourself out anytime you do something cool or unique or original or anything that's unexpected, you're opening yourself up for criticism. And a lot of us will self-censor, we'll hold ourselves back, we'll wonder what to say. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting, Nicole. It's like, I feel like we, this, we always talk about like business makes you confront every single one of your insecurities, flaws, fears, mindset issues. Fear of criticism is a tough one. And, and I remember like we've hit a ton of different firsts for us when it came to criticism. Our first online troll, right, attacked us on you know, on an Instagram post, our first negative review at the clinic, we put out the IC solution, right? We have a bunch, 400 plus five-star reviews, but there's quite a few one-star reviews on there as well. Yeah. And actually what's so funny with, with the interstitial cystitis solution, we were so excited. And remember, I think one of the first reviews that it got was one really positive one, but I think like either the second or third one was a one-star. This book is terrible. No solution here. Yeah. I think that was the title, no solution here. 
And I think sometimes the tendency is to immediately get either defensive or you withdraw. So you either want then put out even more negativity towards the criticizer or you completely withdraw because you're like, oh, that person must be right. And we have actually a whole podcast on when someone has given us negative reviews at Pelvic Sanity. Yeah. Well, so I just looked at it. We actually just hit on the IC Solution 500 reviews, which is awesome. It's awesome. Right. And this is also another area where the negativity bias comes in, right? Because I just pulled that up and this is like my actual habit online here, right? 81% of our reviews are five stars, which is great. There's 408 of them. Awesome. Guess what the first thing I clicked on? The 2% that are one star reviews. That's literally where my thing went, right? So first one, no real solution here. I think that was one of the earlier ones that we got. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's what happens though when we put that out. And what can happen if we're not careful with this kind of anchor, this fear, is it would cause us to never put something like this out, right? It would cause those, and really we start to think about that's 500 people who have written reviews who have been benefited in some form or fashion by this that wouldn't have been if we were too afraid of that criticism to put it out there. So we want to give you guys some really practical tools, whether you're a business owner, whether you're working for somebody else, wherever you're at in life right now, on this kind of fear of criticism. And I think one of the interesting things here is that we talk about wanting to remove the fear from negative stuff. One of the converses of that is we have to take away some of the pleasure that we get from all of the positive stuff. It, we can't be overly, it's not really fair to be overly influenced when we hear something positive from somebody else and then imagine that we can just negate any negative criticism. If we're allowing ourselves to be influenced that much by outside people, we're going to have a fear of criticism if we care that much about what other people's opinions are as we're going. So I think that's one thing that's kind of an interesting point about this is it really shines a light on how much are we allowing how we're feeling or what we're doing to be impacted by other people who are out there. Oh yeah. At first I was like looking at Jesse being like, I don't really get where you're going. And then now I get it. That's a perfect point. Kind of be in that like neutral zone with not too good, not too getting too high on someone that's saying you're doing an amazing job and not getting too low on someone that is criticizing you. And Jesse, I like when we were talking before this podcast, we really got into like, there are different types of criticizers. There are people where I actually would care where what someone thinks, right? And the categories of your criticizers are is really important before you decide how you're going to react. Because if it's just some random Sally Pants 56 on Instagram, then it's like, do I really give two shits what that person thinks? Not really. If it's somebody that I recognize the name, I look up to all the things and they're saying something about the posts and it's like, whoa, shit, like, dang, do I need to look at that, what I was saying or whatever? And is there a nugget of truth in what they're saying? Gary Vee calls that judge the judger. I like that way that he put that, right? Is this somebody whose opinion that I care about? Or is this somebody who is just, frankly, it's it's a little bit sad sometimes and, and sometimes a little bit of empathy goes a long way too. But the kind of person who's scrolling through Instagram looking for things to be offended by or for negative things that they can say on a post is usually not an overly happy person. And so we can do just like what Nicole was saying, right? Judge the judger. Is this somebody who genuinely cares about this? Is this somebody who's just looking to score a quick win or a quick point? 
with some of that stuff. And so if you're in that mode where you are being criticized, the first step is to take a step back there and say, you know, hey, do I really care about what this person happens to be saying here? And I think it's easy to, to look at it in the context of social media because it's so much more apparent, but it does happen in real life as well. It happens if a patient says something to you about the type of treatment that you're getting or that you inherently will internalize that as criticism when they might just be saying a fact. So I think it's also important to look at, is the thing that you're interpreting as criticism really criticism or is it just somebody saying something that you are interpreting like that? And so another really good point when we talk about criticism is you're going to always be judged for something anyway. We're judging animals as humans. Like that's really what we're good at doing. It's like we're good at eating and peeing and pooping and judging. So you might as well be judged for something that you care about, that you want to be doing, that is a leap for you. That is something that's with your character, that is something that you have a reason for doing. And I think that's one of those things that that maybe can be helpful for some of you guys out there is, is somebody's going to criticize you for anything. If you don't do anything, you'll get criticized for it. Why are you so lazy? Why are you just sitting around on the couch? What are you doing, right? Why don't you have an Instagram and educate everybody? And then you have one and then people are going to be like, oh, well, why are you doing these kind of things? Yeah, and why so, did you say it that way? Why did you, you yeah, know, that's kind of a little bit too where a little bit of our podcast about the evidence police came in too, because it's like. When people are criticizing what we're saying on Instagram, for instance, about like, oh, where's the backup, you know, the five point plan for looking at what references you have for that one patient centered Instagram post. It's just like, you know what? Like, no, like, A, do I care about you? No. Or yes. And then what are we going to do about that? Well, and this is where I think, I don't know where I heard this the first, but this one really resonated with me. No one who criticizes you is somebody who's doing more than you are. No one who criticizes you is somebody who's doing more than you are. And that was like a little bit freeing because you really start to think about it. It's like, yeah, like guys, I don't have time to be getting on and criticizing the work that other people are doing. We're too busy, like doing stuff. And so I think that was a little bit freeing as well. You know, it's like, oh, we do all the things for Pelvicon and 500 plus people are all jazzed and excited about it. And we've got one person who has a really critical thing to say. And it's like, that person probably doesn't run their own pelvic health conference. They're not doing more than that, right? I liked that lensing of it is stepping back and saying like, who are, again, the people who are criticizing, are they people who are doing more than you are? Or are they people who are seeing all of the cool things that you're doing and feel better about kind of pushing you down because of that? And I thought that was a nice little mindset shift is, is no one who criticizes you is doing more than you are right now. 100%. That being said, it's a really hard thing to remember in the moment. And I think that that's where sometimes your emotions can get the best of you in that situation sometimes too. We're talking a lot more about kind of the fear of criticism or unjustified criticism. Sometimes there's going to be valid criticism. That's probably a whole podcast in and of itself. But being able to actually take a step back and see is there some validity in this? Or even if it's surrounded by a bunch of bullshit, is there a kernel of truth within that like bullshit ball that you just got? And if so, is there something we can learn from? Is there something that we can grow from? But being able to still leave it behind after we've kind of taken what we needed to from that criticism, that's probably a whole different podcast. But we're really more talking about, hey, the fear that prevents us from doing stuff and then dealing with the criticism that we will inevitably get as we branch out and do cool things. And some of the like internal work, not like heh, intravaginal or transrectal or 
work, but the interpersonal work that we can do on this is I was listening to somebody that was saying that that when you get criticized, the level at which it bothers you is also the level at which you believe it about yourself on some level. And so I felt like that was pretty powerful to think about. Because if someone comes up to me and is like, Nicole, you're the biggest asshole and like the most idiot pelvic PT I've ever met. I'm going to be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Like if somebody came up to me and be was like, Jesse, you don't have crazy great dance moves. I'll just be like, what are you talking about? Right? That's so clearly false. Like, look at this pop and lock over here. Right? If you have that confidence, that's a, that's a great point though, Nicole, right? Is the bother of it is, and it gets to, you know, things like imposter syndrome and all the rest is if, if that criticism hits a nerve, it's a really good thing to like take a step back and say like, why does that hit a nerve? What about that? Do I have some insecurity around? Because clearly I'm not just brushing it off the way I would if I knew it was complete nonsense. And this is a little bit true too. If a patient comes and criticizes either directly or indirectly, the way that you are, you know, implementing their plan of care comes back and says, you know, this isn't working. You're not doing this right. Like all of that stuff. If you have a little bit of insecurity around, gosh, I actually don't know what I'm doing or I'm really new here or whatever, then you might look at that patient and be like, wow, what an asshole and get more defensive about that that criticism instead of if someone says that to me and I, you know, I'm 15, 16 years in the field, I know what I'm doing. It's more of like, oh, that's interesting. Why do you feel that way? You get more curious back because I don't internalize that as being truthful in any way. I'm not doing a bad job that we just need to fix what's going on here and the way that each of us is perceiving the plan of care moving forward. So again, like the bother of the criticism is directly proportional to how much you actually believe it yourself on some level. And so that is, I hope that gives you guys some things to chew on, some really specific ideas for a way to, to navigate this and to not let this fear of criticism, one of those 10 mindset anchors that we talked about, that fear of criticism holds you back from doing things that you really want to do. And I think a lot of times the answer for a lot of these is just action. And having a goal, and sometimes that's easy to say, right? Just do stuff. But if this is holding you back, you can be thinking about the goal that you have, the reason you have for doing it. I think one of the things that's really interesting to realize, we're not usually brave or courageous just because. We're usually brave or courageous or overcome these different things because there is a goal on the other side of it. Who are we doing this for? Why are we doing this thing that's causing us to step out of our comfort zone and expose ourselves to criticism? And is that worth it? And usually the answer is yes. If we really put it in those terms, is stepping out and doing your own thing in business worth it? Yeah. Is stepping out and educating patients online worth it? Yeah. If it helps one person change their life, it's absolutely worth the fear of criticism. But a lot of times we look at that kind of the the negative, the problem that's right in front of us instead of the goal that's behind it. And I think if we can do a little bit more focusing on why we're doing the thing that we're doing, where we want to go with it the criticism starts to become, you know, we're just turning down the the knob, the volume knob on that fear. When we can start saying, hey, there's a reason for what I'm doing here. The other like sort of metaphor we can think about too, is that if we're driving a car, right, and we are hell bent on getting to our destination. And if, you know, you think about people like standing on the side of the road that are like protesters or doing whatever, if you stop and 
give them merit or if you stop and or even slow down and do a looky-loo thing and, and turn around and, and sort of look back and take your eyes off the road, you're going to end up veering off the, your car into a wall. You're going to end up slowing yourself down to your goal. Like there is a point of, of making sure that you're continuing to keep your eye on the prize. Talk about what Jesse was just talking about, keep the goal in mind and and don't let those things be a distraction to you to the point of having you slow down your car or getting off track in a way that's going to decrease the ability for you to get to your goals. Absolutely. So if you have an example of this, if you guys have further questions about these, I mean, I think this is so important in areas where, you know, we just want to eliminate those things that are preventing us from living the life that we want to be living. And fear of criticism can be a huge factor in that. So if you guys have any thoughts on this, any questions, any specific examples, always love to hear that. We always want to keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise.